Well, thank you for joining me again. This is episode four of series six, and we're looking at the last days, the signs of the last days. We're not looking at the great global events and signs, things like earthquakes and protests and famines and plagues. We're looking at events and signs that we'll see in our own world, in our private world. In the people around us, the people at work, the people that we, we meet in the shops, family, friends, people such as that. The characteristics of the last day's generation. Let's read uh, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 4. They will be treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Have nothing to do with such people. Paul continues to look at the characteristics of this last day's generation, their behaviour, their lifestyle, their consumption patterns, their aims, their values, what their life will be like. And he begins with the word, they'll be traitors, they'll be treacherous. That means to abandon your friends, to abandon your commitments, a total lack of commitment. That's what the last day's generation will be. Fleeting commitments, shallow commitments, moving from one thing to the, another, whatever suits their purposes. And then in some versions it says heady or rash. Not only do they move from one commitment to the next, they make very quick commitments. They, they impulsively, recklessly, emotionally, rashly, make commitments here and then move to a commitment there and then move somewhere else traitors rush and then conceited or high-minded these are folk who've got a, a, an inflated ego an inflated pride they're puffed up interestingly there the, the word is typhoon which which is typhoon these people come into your life uh, like a storm fierce and violent and push and, uh, and shove and push their own interests and they can be all sorts of things to you making all sorts of commitments pushing you to one thing or another but just like a, a storm they come they have an impact and then they go and then Paul continues they'll be lovers of pleasure the whole aim of the last day's generation is pleasure hedonism their whole life is preoccupied fixated by getting the best for themselves and for their own pleasure. They'll be a pleasure-seeking generation at the expense of everything else. And then Paul says, having the form of godliness, but denying its power. These are important words. The word form means a, a shape, an outward shape, an outward shell with no substance. The actual word here is mannequin. And that's, that, that's just right. They are spiritual mannequins. They look the part. They look like they're godly. They've got the form of godliness. They're, they're, they're a mannequin. They've got all the apparel. They've got all the trappings. They even the right, make the right noises. But inside there is no reality of God. There's no truth. They're empty. And Paul says in the last days, 
some people will take on the trappings of religion they'll speak religious things that wonderful interesting new different theological spiritual ideas but that's not god's truth there's no truth there it's empty and they're empty because they lack the reality of god they're just mannequins they look right they've got the trappings but there's nothing there they deny the power of god the word deny means to disown to refuse to renounce to reject to rebuff to disown they reject god's truth in order to fit into this world and to fit into their own desires and so they turn away from god and i am turning you from god too paul says people who are religious mannequins they have all the trappings all the snazzy words they may sound good they may look good but there's no substance to them be careful Let's carry on because Paul continues here in verse 6. They are the kind who warn, sorry, they are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible, or in some versions, silly women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. Just as Jamez and Jambez opposed Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, as in the case of these men, their folly was made clear to everyone. Now Paul is really, really hitting the nail on the head here. He's been speaking about the last day's generation and about all these things about being selfish and self-centered and pleasure-seeking. And then he's moved on and he's looked at, look, there are people who are going to come into churches who are going to look the part. They're going to just be mannequins. They say things, they've got the trappings. But when you get down to it, what they say, the life they live, the life they proclaim, is not the Christian life. They do not well, they do not proclaim the truth. And now Paul describes their methodology. He says they creep into homes. The word creeping talks about being wrapped up or disguised. They link, they target, they they, they worm their way into people's lives, into their homes, into their families. They worm their way into their lives and they're disguised. They're, sheep, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. And what do they do? They lead captive. The, the picture there is to be led by spear point. And the picture is to be taken prisoner and not gently, fiercely at spear point. The idea is that once they get into your life, they will push you down a particular route forcefully you won't be able to resist you won't be able to argue you'll become a captive to them in the last days these mannequins who've got the trappings of religion who sound all spiritual have got no substance they worm their way into your life 
and take you fiercely so that you are defenceless and captive to them. And then Paul, interestingly, says they target silly women. Now, that's not very politically correct. And really, the, the words there are not really what we think that they're saying. Paul, for beginners, by saying they take silly women who are laden with sin. Now, the word lady with sin means overwhelmed, burdened, loaded down, disappointed. And the picture Paul is given isn't just of women. It's of anyone. And the picture here is of these folk targeting, coming into the lives and the homes, taking prisoner people who are overwhelmed, burdened, loaded down, disappointed, feeling a failure weakened and vulnerable in a needy place and that's who they target we become vulnerable when we are in a needy place when life doesn't go the right way when things turn and our hearts are broken and our lives are bruised and broken and it's at that point we're vulnerable and these false teachers come as well as angels of light and they take you prisoner by strong arguments. You're not in a fit place to argue against them. In a weakened, vulnerable, needy place. They take you prisoner. That's what Paul is saying here. He's speaking about their method. They take on the trappings. They sound good. They look good. They sound as if it, what they're saying is right. And by the time we realise it, we're prisoner. They target people at their most vulnerable, at their most needy. In the times of life when they're when well when you're disappointed. And then Paul says, always learning, but never knowing. You know, people live their life with self-help books. They, they get all sorts of self-help books and, and go on courses and do all sorts of things trying to improve their life, to master their life, to get control, to sort out their hurts and their brokenness. And they take on courses, they take on activities, they try to find a way. But they never reach a conclusion. It's the same with the Christian life. Sometimes people come, but they're, they're not fully committed. They're not really wanting to, to move on into the fullness of God. And that diluted Christian faith never works. It's got to be all or nothing. You cannot be hot. So you cannot be cold. You can't be lukewarm. You have to be hot. You have to be passionate. You have to commit your life to it. Otherwise, you'll live a dissatisfied Christian life. Paul goes on to describe these folk. And it gives an Old Testament example. When Moses stood before Pharaoh in Exodus, two magicians, two very famous Egyptian magicians stood against him. They resisted the truth. They, they got corrupt minds. They, they were reprobate. They were beyond um, use. They're, they're malfunctioning, as it were. That's what the word reprobate really means. And Paul says, these folk are just like these two sorcerers. They stand against God's will. They stand against God's truth. 
they're deceived and they're being deceived themselves. They've got corrupt minds. They're unfit for what position they're taking. And so they are the disease themselves. See, but when Paul talks about waxing worse in verse 13, what he's actually saying is these folk, these false teachers come and they lead people astray and they stand against the will of God. In actual fact, they're the diseased themselves. They're deceived and they're diseased. And so that's the last day's generation. We've gone through these quite quickly, but uh, I hope you've got some inkling of some of the things that's going to be going on in your life. Kids thinking that they're in control. People just totally self-centred. People not honouring their commitments and their oaths and their vows. People just following any silly idea and not discerning the truth. How do we respond? That's for next time.